Welcome to Owen and Brew's Barbecue. Tonight we're serving up a little bit of sliced air pear kebabs, maybe? Mm-hmm. With some juicy Tuscan Raider bits, all seasoned with turmeric, just like you like them. Tonight I'm joined with Nick, uh, the ever-present other half of Owen and Brew's. Welcome back to the show, Nick. It's been a while. It has been a while, because, yeah. I can't even remember the last time it was just you and me and even with Chris, because the last one was probably, what, six months ago with Chandy? So, oh, was she in here? Oh, yeah, I guess we left some, some yeah, dishes. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> um, yes, so uh, it's, it's you know, we do another podcast for those that don't know and just follow the Star Wars podcast, but where have you been? Um, Nick and I are on the Ramble cast, and we're, we're on the Jan Jack Network. We'll talk about them at the end, but... Today we're here to talk about some Star Wars. It's been a while. You know, we, we sometimes get little bits of conversation in, in between these these six months, but rarely do we just get a chance to kind of hash some, some things out. And there's been a lot of Star Wars news. Um, are you excited about the, the Mandalorian TV show? We'll see. You know, like I, I am excited about it. It's got potential. I... I don't know. Like it's one of those where I'm excited and slightly nervous. Nervous, yeah. Because like John Favreau, I think is a, is a good human being. Um, his director <laughs> is direct directing. I'm not sure because you know he's got a mixed bag. Like he's had some that are pretty good story. I think he's a pretty good storyteller. <laughs> I'm just not sure about his direction because like Iron Man was pretty good, but then yeah. you look at something like Cowboys and Aliens, and you're like, I don't know, you know. Apparently, they're they're going to be using um, some of the same motion capture technology that he used uh, while working on the Jungle Book. So, okay. and and I, I've heard just reading about uh, that that might be how they're going to come up with some cool looking aliens that might be a little different. So, okay. perhaps what we are normally used to seeing. You know, maybe we can get out of the whole humanoid form of life forms. Oh, all the time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. The other thing I think, and it's, I've, it's not only me, I've read this online as well. I was kind of disappointed in the timeline they chose, you know, because it's just, it's right after, it's not even right after, it's several years after Return of the Jedi. And I think a lot of people would have rather had seen it when Mandalore was at their height during the Old Republic or even have it be something like Boba Fett. Because mm-hmm. uh, there's so much mystery around the Mandalorians and so they're doing basically a western with just one Mandalorian. Yes, that is that is kind of roughly the the uh, plot that we know about so far is uh, quote uh, we follow the the travails of a lone gunfighter in the outer reaches of the galaxy far from the authority of the new republic. And initially it was was reported that it was going to be seven years afterwards, but now it, it uh, appears that it's three years after Return of the Jedi. So okay. um, I'm, I'm still very excited about the fact that it's going to be far in these outer reaches. And, and, and there was a, a couple directors that were announced for some of the episodes. There's 10 episodes. Um, and, and, and again, this is exciting because it's live action. First time we get yeah. Star Wars live action. I mean, you know, True. there's a lot riding on it. It is very nerve, nervous, you know, to, to say the least. You know, you're excited. But also, like, uh, don't, don't mess this up. Um, but Dave Filoni, who worked on Star Wars Clone Wars and Rebels, will direct um, the 
when I'm reading the first episode. Oh, okay. Um, I've there's some other um, directors attached with with it. Um, Deborah Chow, Rick Fumiu. Well, I'm going to just mess up some people. Bryce Dallas Howard um, is also. Must um, be wearing high heels. <laughs> perhaps. I think she's starring. I think she's uh, no, she's lined up to direct. So oh, okay. um, this is uh, what I'm reading. So uh, as well as John Favreau, um, but uh, the fact that Dave Filoni's name came up gets me excited because of where yeah. we left off with Star Wars Rebels, yeah. and the fact that he's he's very fond of those characters that he created for that show, um, mm-hmm. and. Yeah. It's, 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 since you said his name, though, it's just it, it's, it's it's bringing back all these things that it's been that long since we've actually done an Owen Bruce because uh, at Comic Con, I think we talked about it on maybe the Ramblecast. I sat in on the uh, the uh, Clone Wars panel, which yeah, you know, right. turned out to be a huge surprise that they're bringing um, it back for its final seasons. Uh, was it ten episodes? Or twelve episodes. I, I don't know. I hadn't heard uh, how many episodes are, are coming back with Clone Wars. I want to say it's twelve now that I'm thinking about it. But yeah, yeah basically they, they've already kind of got, I think eight of the episodes already earmarked to what they're going to be. You know, like people already kind of mm-hmm. speculate, and then the other ones are kind of for grabs. I mean, I know that we're not going to get anything with the Saw's Adventures, which is disappointing to me because that's my favorite character. Uh, but you know, it's because the book uh, Dark Disciple closed yes. out her storyline. So if you if anyone out there read Dark Disciple, it's a great book. Uh, it definitely has some filler in the middle, but it's overall it's a solid A minus B plus. It's a good book. Um, and I bumped into him on the floor later that day. On and only you know, at Comic Con can you bump into yeah, people. That's and, so cool. And it's not a big deal, especially with Dave Filoni, because you have to be a diehard Star Wars fan to know who Dave Filoni is. Yeah, and he's such a Star Wars fans fan. I think you know, like he, because he's worked on so much, and and he's almost in some ways we can kind of look him look at him as as Lucas's protege. You know, and yeah, kind of comes directly. You know, almost working neck and neck with with Lucas, um, and and you know he's got the fedora. You know, I mean, he's got a little bit of a character trademark and the man can draw. So, um, yeah, can. you know, some really beautiful artwork from him. And so uh, just, yeah, he's he's a cool guy. So I'm excited to see his name pop up. And I, I mean, I doubt that we're going to see Ezra, but God, wouldn't that be awesome? Like I mean, him, I- him in the outer reacher reaches in, a, in, a, in an actual live action, you know. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. Aren't they, they are going to bring another. Or am I thinking too far into it? I figured that we are going to get another series at some point to bring back Ezra and uh, Ahsoka uh, and, and Sabine and, Ahsoka and all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be great. Um, I, who knows how it's going to pop up, or or if it's going to how that's going to appear. The other TV show, um, I was going to save talk about it at the end because that's how much I think about it right now. But it's Star Wars Resistance. I don't see us seeing those characters pop up in that show. Um, that show set slightly before um, The Force Awakens. I will, I've, I've seen all of the episodes up to now. I don't know if you've taken a gander at any of them. No. Uh, it, what channel is it on? Or is it on the, the page? Well, they haven't, Disney hasn't launched their streaming plat, 
platform as of yet, but okay. uh, that is the other thing about the the Mandalorian that that uh, you know it is attached to, you know, supposedly attached to that streaming network. So we'll see if if Disney yeah. can get that up and going. And so is the Clone Wars, yeah. Right, and the tentative release date for that platform. So the platform itself doesn't launch until what they're saying fall of 2019. So they're saying expect the release date by the earliest of 2020. So, wow. Uh, <laughs> so we got a little while to wait. We got a little while to wait for, for these things to come to fruition. Um, but you know, uh, it didn't change in that time period either because, you know, heck, how, many, how many shows did Lucas promise us before uh, he sold it to Disney and then we never oh. got any of them? Oh, yeah, the episodes of the live TV show. He had 100 written, right? Yeah. And uh, he said, he goes, oh, yeah, we've got them all written. He goes, we're just waiting for the technology to catch up so we can do and make the cost less. Because I think, I think the at the time, and this was, what, 2007 or eight when he was talking about that. And mm-hmm. I think the budget was $20 million per episode. And they said they were, they were trying to get it down to, I think, $4 million per episode. Wow. <laughs> it's like, good wow. gosh. Well, and, and aren't the episodes uh, for this, aren't they going to cost like somewhere around, uh, for The Mandalorian, I, I, I thought I was reading some numbers around $10 million? Is that, Wow. Is that right? I don't maybe know. I'm, maybe I'm wrong on that. Um, I, don't, I, I don't see anything in this article, so I am going to... to um, and you heard about the news, didn't you, today? It kind of broke mid, midway through the day about The Mandalorian, about the theft. Yeah, some apparently someone broke onto the set of the Mandalorian and they stole. Uh, it's not a hard drive, but basically some kind of graphics card or something. Ooh, huh. uh, and it's like a it's a big deal. Yeah, that is a big deal, and that sucks. Um, yeah, that they it's were... like everyone thought it was thinking like props or something like, oh, oh man, Mandalorian armor. Like no, no, he, oh. he stole like. Um, digital stuff for the show. Well, why can't we have anything nice? Like, let's just make the show happen, people. Come on. Like, stop coming up the works. Um, what I was going to say about Star Wars Resistance is uh, I, I have watched it. It's it's on Disney XD. And, and just like Rebels, I, I just bit the bullet and, and bought for the season. Although mm-hmm. it's, you know, pretty penny up front. But it's something that my kids look forward to. And so, you know, Monday is always kind of like, oh, you know, the new episodes out, you know, something to watch. The I, I have to say that the pilot, I don't know, maybe I was just extremely tired, but I fell asleep through the pilot. <laughs> I, <so. laughs> I, yeah, I, I pulled a total dad move. But kids liked it. They were they laughed at some parts, but I it, to me it yeah, it I don't know. It is what but, it is. Yeah. I mean I I said I'd have to give it a shot myself, but that, that's how we felt about Rebels too. I mean that is, that is true. That is true. This is a little different, though. There's no force user, and I think that there, there is a little. That's a hard. That's a harder jump sometimes, you know, because there's, there's always that uh, Jedi in all of us that uh, you know you kind of like that little bit of magical music that comes on when somebody starts to use the force. And mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so anyway, resistance. It does have some funny moments. I, I've laughed at it. Uh, I like that Bobby Monahan is, is attached to it. He plays one of the voices of uh, this green character who is very, just takes things very literally. So that's always a, a good comic uh, foil on a show. And um, and BB-8's on it, which I'm, the whole time I'm kind of like, 
So Poe just like leaves BB-8 with his kid? Like, I mean, that's some expensive equipment. Like, I'm not ready to give my password over to any intern that would work for me. You know what I mean? Like, it's oh, yeah. like he's given over his whole droid. I, it's a, it's a bold move, bold move, but uh, hasn't hasn't sold me yet on that part. Um, Captain Phasma has made an appearance, and you know, there's there is the looming thing. You mean, that you mean the actress that's or yeah, uh, or, or yeah, yeah, she yeah, she did the voice. Oh, oh so actual? Oh, Captain Phasma. Why am I thinking Captain Marvel? That's where my brain went. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why did that happen? You know, like, oh, Captain Phasma. Okay, no, okay. Right. Well, we, you have been been reading some some Marvel yeah, comics true. lately. True. So, um, and maybe we'll use that as a good segue, so that you know, <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to completely uh, rain on the resistance. It, it has some moments, but uh, right now, I'm enjoying it through the eyes of my eight year old son, and and that's 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 I think the best that I can hope for right now. Well, I, mean, I, I think that it's. I think it's also a reward in its own too. Cause you know, it's like, I, I don't have any kids, but you know, playing with my nephews and seeing what they get into and the toys that they get, it is like being a kid again. You, know, you end up buying stuff and watching stuff, even though it's for them, you know, right. you're like, Hey, I kind of want that Lego too, you know? And yeah, and it's fun. Uh, Cause like even uh, I thought it was weird. Cause like uh, when Tron legacy came out, my nephew, he was a kid. I mean, he was like one or two when that movie came out, and he loved Tron Legacy. I think because the lights and all the sure. games yeah, and all that. that. And then was it this summer or maybe this spring? Yeah, I think it's spring. They Lego released two light cycles, two Tron light cycles, and he immediately FaceTimed me. He was like, "Are you going to get the Tron light cycles?" And I'm like, <laughs> "You remember that movie? Like from you know?" And so it's just interesting. But it was like, "Yeah, I'm going to get them. Of course, I'm going to get them. I love Tron." Yeah. Very cool. Um, well, I, I hear that, um, Jay, Jay sold his Tron video game. Did you buy it for your nephew? Yeah, that'd be, yeah. I wonder if, I wonder, I wonder if a kid would even understand that of oh, these days. Cause it's so, yeah, it's, it's our generation and we get it how the 2d and all that stuff works. Mm-hmm. But kids today, like, you know, it's kind of like, uh, uh, Back to the Future Part Two. You know, you mean you have to use your hands? It's like a baby <laughs> toy. Like, what is that? You know? Yeah, that's funny. Um, and, and it's also funny to think of Atari as as basically we grew up with abstract uh, video games. Yeah. They're very abstract. They're just blocks of color. You know, it's like uh, anyway. You know, compared to nowadays, it's like you know, it's all. It's how real can you be? Oh yeah, exactly. And it's it's gonna get. Yeah, I. I you know, Ready Player One, I fully see us getting to there at some point where everyone's got their treadmill inside their house and they put on a body suit and they just literally go into another world and play in an alternate reality. And that could be really fun and scary at the same time. Um, right? Like the, you've heard about the Oculus Rift, right? I'm not sure. Maybe. Um, it's you know it's please elaborate. Like, <laughs> well, it's kind of like a virtual reality, you know, goggle. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. And and it, apparently there was a uh, trailer for a Vader game. So um, that DC Rift <laughs> and like yeah. nothing, nothing but little uh, bits of 
Imperial all their language, you know. I forget what it's actually called, but uh, it's called it's called Vader Immortal. So, um, but there's a there is a trailer out for it. Um, it's coming to Oculus Rift. Or, so, for those of you that are that need that that virtual reality experience of slaughtering younglings, <laughs> <laughs> the women and the children. Um, a little bit deeper than than Hayden Christian could get. I actually liked your delivery better. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, speaking of Vader, and this was kind of, I think, you know, oh, wait, I, I don't want to skip over this this news. We talked about it We right before the show began. It was the one piece of news that I think we both glopped onto and, and, and also very concerned, too, because I think as Star Wars fans, John Williams is, is a lifeblood into, into like, the magic and the, and the, you know, legacy of Star Wars, you know, and to think about him not even being able to, you know, he was put into the hospital recently. Yeah. Ill. And it was kind of sketchy, the, the one or two articles that I, I kind of glanced at because it was just like, oh, John Williams cancels his uh, performance in the, with the London Symphony Orchestra. Uh, and like the one of them kind of – was like, oh, it's nothing serious, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then the other one was kind of like made it to about to be more of, well, we can't really say at this time. And so you're like, well, wait a minute. Is it something serious or is it something not? Because, you know, right. a lot of when you get in, up to his age, sometimes you do go in the hospital and it's nothing. And it's or nothing. Yeah, we would think it's nothing. Right. Yeah. Maybe getting rehydrated and um, possibly just being looked after, you know. Yeah. So, um, but I, I know that for me, you know, I was like, what? Yeah, that was up there with anyone else. I was in like, oh, my God, like if Harrison Ford was in the hospital, he's like, no, not John Williams. Not, you know, like, no, you can't take him. Not yeah, yet. Not yet. Not yet. I mean, you know, of course, he has to go Sunday. But, but you know, yeah. there, there is that. I, I mean, how awesome? I mean, nine movies, you know, um, and he's not there yet. He's got eight. Um, but, like uh and uh, and speaking of that, people out there might not know, I uh, I got to see John Williams live in concert at the Hollywood Bowl on Labor Day, and was extremely happy. And you know he was great. He came out and did all of his hits and some other tunes that you might not realize that he did, like the Olympics theme and some other things. Oh, wow. and, like you know, you're like, oh, that's really cool. Like you know, and Spielberg came out and talked. Uh, about all, not all of them, but a lot of the, the the really famous clips that he wrote for Spielberg's films and and set them up, you know, and he showed clips without the music and then with the music. Just like wow, like you know, like mm. how much of a difference it makes, and it was really a an event that you you won't forget. And I'm glad that I got to see it for sure. Did uh, did they play his like famous commercial jingle that he, that he wrote too? I don't think so. Which okay. which which commercial jingle would that be? For Saturn, it's uh, oh no, 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 they didn't. I don't know. I'm just making up crap. Um, <laughs> I just imagine like, and he wrote this one for Saturn. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wheel out, they're out there on stage, all the the symphony works, and they wheel out the car like, hey, <laughs> and you know, whatever down, you can get this with John, <laughs> the John Williams signature Cadillac. You've never. Written in something so sweet, so luxurious, <laughs> and it has the best sound system to experience. Boom, 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 and that's how they they actually start the. Comes in, you know, or whatever. 
Uh, well, uh, God, Godspeed uh, you rest, John Williams. We, hey, no, uh, I like that. Okay. All right. Just for the guy. Anyway, uh, we were about ready to jump in kind of to the main main topic of discussion. What, what kind of sparked us getting back into the kitchen and grilling up some some Tuscan Raiders. Um, this is a comic book that uh, I've been been reading um, as uh, the Darth Vader line. And uh, Nick, you recently picked up the the first two trade paperbacks from from the current Darth Vader line. It's not to, it's kind of confusing because there was two volumes that they've done essentially. Yeah. There was one line that they did, and I think how Marvel is going to distinguish the two moving forward, even though it is not written on the cover, uh, they are going to distinguish the uh, current Darth Vader as uh, Dark Lord of the Sith. So that's kind of how they... It's in, a, it's in a newer advertisement for Marvel coming up. Um, for and, and, I, and I was surprised, because I was like, where did they throw that out of? But calling this volume two Dark Lord of the Sith, which um, I guess maybe makes sense. Uh, Nick, I've talked enough about it. You tell me what you think about it. I've been dying to hear hear your thoughts on this, this comic yeah. book. I don't remember how this got sparked. Um, maybe you brought it up or something a long time ago, and I was like, oh, I'll check it out, you know? And, and uh, I bought the first edition, which is this one. It's a Darth Vader written by, I don't know his first name. It's it's either Soul or Soel, Charles Soul. And uh, it's very good for people out there. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised. It's It picks up right at the very end of episode three, basically as if you just spliced it right in. As soon as Vader is lifted up, you know, Frankenstein style and does the whole no, it just, it's right there. Yeah. What happened? right after that scene. And the first volume is basically the, I would say the first couple weeks after episode three. Uh, After episode three. And and just to add on to that addendum, it kind of, kind of almost makes the no a lot cooler because of what immediately happens afterwards. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I'm someone that doesn't believe that that scene should have been in Mm -hmm. three at all. I don't like, I don't, I didn't want to see Vader. I mean, I've, thought the mystery of Anakin should have stayed like, oh, he died. Anakin died in episode three. And so that preserves the surprise in episode five that, you know, that Anakin has actually been Vader this whole time. Sure. But, but I do, I, I, I agree. Like uh, since we have it, I was like, man, I was like, this is really cool. Look to see what Vader does after he learns that Padme's dead. And he, and- he basically, and, and just to describe, and maybe it'll get some people, you know, interested in this this line. But he he kind of does a big, huge force blast and and yeah. knocks the emperor over. The emperor gets really up and he's like, electrocutes him, and is basically yeah. like, you do not, you know, like come at me, basically. So yeah, I mean the line the line is great. I mean you actually, you know, because you, you wonder if the emperor, because it's comic books, they're trying to. The dialogue is also to help aid you, but Mm -hmm. you wonder if like, would the emperor really say that? Like the emperor basically says after the force blast, I understand this is a trying time or a painful time for you. (laughs) You I can't see the emperor being sympathetic. I just can't 
do it, you know, but he's like, you know, but then the next line is, but if you ever touch me with force again, I'll finish with Obi-Wan couldn't or didn't, you know, and, and then like, yeah, I could totally see him saying that. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, like that's where it starts off and you're just like, wow, this is really interesting. And, uh, you know, I don't want to get too spoilerly for people who, cause I, we, I would like for people to go out and buy this series. It's right now it's two paperback volumes you can get. There's the third one is out right now as well. It came out, I think a few weeks ago, I already ordered to, to read it. And the fourth one and final one comes out. In January. Uh, and it's just, I think it's just supposed to take place in the first year or two of Vader's existence in the empire. Yes. And to give, to give listeners maybe a little bit of, of uh, understanding why there's two, two volumes going on with, with Darth Vader is that initially when Marvel took over star Wars, they launched two comic books um, that were wildly successful, star Wars and Darth Vader and, and Vader, um, you know, ran for, I think 25 issues. Um, I, I believe, um, and uh, it was weird that they just kind of truncated it, but that storyline was running uh, kind of succinct in a timeline with the main Star Wars storyline in that comic. So that you had two two parallel timelines going on, and sometimes the two could interact, which was very cool. They did a whole series called Vader Down, which crossed was a nice crossover, and you can you can just get that as as its own um, kind of book now. Um, but uh, it, it had a lot of the, mainly the main original trilogy heroes, you know, going up against Vader and having all of these different storylines, you know, kind of intermix. Um, and when they truncated it, it was kind of like, why are they stopping Vader? Like, you mm-hmm. know, it, he's a great character, you know, no matter, no matter what. I think uh, he's, it's weird, you know, but in some ways this current line of Vader has made me appreciate him even more, especially yeah. like, like what he goes through. Mm. Cause no. he, he kind of goes through his own personal hell. He does. I mean, you, you see, it's, it's interesting to see how many times his, <clears throat> his hands or his arms or whatnot get completely crushed or knocked off. And you're like, and every time <clears throat> he's making improvements to himself and mm-hmm. kind of, it adds a little bit more weight to, he's more machine now than man, you know, twisted and evil. And, you see that, and you see, you see how he gets his lightsaber, which is not the lightsaber that everyone knows—the iconic uh, Darth Vader lightsaber. But he does get it. Yeah. Uh, but it's just like, oh, that's interesting. You know how it, that's evolved, and, and and really, that's kind of the initial story storyline. So the you know the first yeah. volume or the first book kind of deals with how does Vader get his get his lightsaber, um, and and you learn a little bit more of the dark side of the Force, which. I know is something that you're always enjoying, you know, oh, that whole master prince, you know, balancing. Well, that that's because in my mind, the way that I read stuff like this uh, is because I've always wanted an empire series. I always have mm-hmm. <clears throat> like, you know, we got our rebels, we got, we're getting resistance, but I've always wanted to know more about the Sith. And I've always wanted to know about the rule of two and, and, uh, and just how the empire works. Cause that, that's, I want to know that because I think it's, mm-hmm. it's neat. Oh, and, and that's what I see when I, when I read this, I'm like, Oh, that's cool. And how can this tie into other stories, you know, that have already, <clears throat> have already been written. The mission might not be uh, canon anymore, but in my mind, I'm like, Oh, like this could lead into that story, you know, that came out in like 1995, you know, and then, you know, and just kind of sure. splice, splice them in here and there. And be like, this is the timeline of like how Vader's life went. 
and you can, you know, I'm already thinking about, you know, if, if this was a rebel series, like, okay, you could have, you know, book one be a season one. And, mm-hmm. and then you have other things of like what the emperor's doing and what tie fighters are doing and like more of the Imperial Academy and things like that. I'm like, hey. Oh yeah. I'd love to see the Imperial Academy and, and even have the, the cameo of Han Solo coming in there and, you know, having, yeah. you know, I think that's what, what, and, you know, I meant to touch on this a little bit earlier in our, you know, brief Star Wars Clone Wars uh, discussion there, the TV show coming back, but it's going to be really exciting because now we've had all of this, these new worlds, these new creatures, they're going to be sprinkling those, those in there uh, into that Clone Wars. So we're going to, I think, maybe see perhaps some Rogue One characters maybe appearing or a little bit of crossover of some of those elements maybe popping up. Who knows? Um, I mean, you could... Not that we're going to get another Saw Gerrera, but we could. Yeah. You know, uh, you're like, eh. I mean, I don't think anybody likes Saw. It was just kind right. of. But, but there's a lot of different, you know, even just kind of, I think, back to Rebels and how they threw in the little, uh, you know, lightsaber guard that, uh, you know, Ezra picks up, you know, and how mm-hmm. it kind of connects to Force Awakens. So I could see them kind of, you know, sprinkling in some ele- other elements of maybe those new aliens that we're seeing. Um, anyway, um, <clears throat> back to Vader, though, I wanted to mention, at least in that second book, um, mm-hmm. without giving too much away, but also maybe enticing, enticing the listeners, you, you have a, a certain Jedi that reappears that had yeah. their own tragic end and, and, and the legends, you know, older canon, but uh, has a whole other story that is really vibrant. Yeah. I thought it was great. I loved it. I thought it was uh, an interesting because I'm not. I don't even want to spoil it. Like who it is. Yeah. It's, it's 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 one of those that I didn't expect. And I was like, that's so neat how they tied that in. And it's not mm-hmm. what you expect. Like you expect it to be like someone like Shock T or someone. You're like, oh, right. wow, okay, that's cool. And I like what they did with it. You know, I like the purpose of that character being introduced and look what and the tricks that that happen and oh th- there's a weapon that is used that is so cool that is cool yeah it, it it's it's just one of those like gems like when it happens in the in the book you know and and my kids they they read star wars comic but you know if i'm buying comics it's like they want to read them they'll they'll pick them up and read them and when that weapon uh happened we were like oh that is so cool you know we were pretending you know that we could make a uh, mm-hmm. a weapon like that so uh, hopefully this intrigues some some listeners to to kind of pick that up and see see some of those those elements and how the story resolves itself is really cool too. Yeah, well, I mean, you kind of left you in a cliffhanger there. Oh, do you mean Hurst? I mean that story. <laughs> that story uh, with with that Jedi and and how I, I that scene could totally have been in a movie. I thought that was a brilliant scene. And the way that it's drawn and the way that it's, sh- it's just shown and you're like, oh, that's how it's going to end. And then all of a sudden, like, no, you're like, that's <laughs> so cool. You know, I was like, so I, I thought it was a, a very brilliant storytelling right there. And I was like, that's, that's a good. Yeah. <laughs> and, the, and the artwork delivers, too. There are some moments where you get where Vader goes inner. I'll just say that much. Vader yeah. goes to another place that is the artwork in that is different. Um, it, I mean, it stands out, and the you fact mean when that you're it meditating, you mean? Yes, or, yeah. exactly. Meditating, we get to see kind of 
you know, in some of those panels, there's not a lot of words, but the imagery and the words that are used, you know, are, are really powerful and, and cool in a psychological way, you know, seeing, seeing him go to this, this other place. So, mm-hmm. um, and, and I think that that comes, might come up in, in some of the, the other comics coming forward. It's, it's hard well, for me to know where, where certain storylines yeah. begin and end. The rumor, and this is rumor people out there, and I thought it was it could be interesting and it could be a total dud, I don't know, uh, is that the fourth installment, which has not come out yet, mm-hmm. um, is all going to be about Vader's uh, palace on Mustafar. And that, I will just say that that's kind of currently where the, the current yeah, where the comics yeah, yeah. are coming out. And, then, mm-hmm. and that he's trying to... Uh, that it has such a strong connection to the dark side where he builds his palace. What he's trying to do is he's trying to connect to talk to Padme or somehow reach out the force and connect with her. And they're saying like, if that's true, that the rumors are that this might lead into episode nine and that hmm. we get, uh, uh, Ben solo or Kylo Ren, seeking out this temple. Cause we saw it. That's why it was in rogue one. Like, this. Oh yeah, no, it's, I, I totally expected to see it in, in um, the last Jedi. I think, I think we kind of even maybe had mentioned that, that we were expecting to see Mustafar in the last Jedi. Yeah. I, yeah. I expect to see it. And, but that's the whole point of Kylo Ren. Cause you've already seen it in the force awakens him having the connection to the force and physical yes. connections that he am going there. He's going to try to connect with Anakin mm-hmm. uh, or Darth Vader to try to learn something and what will that outcome be if it's actually successful? Uh, um, and, and just, a, I mean, you know, the episode nine spoilers, it seemed, <laughs> I don't well, know. I mean, you don't know. It's just theories. No, yeah. no, I know there's, there's a lot of different uh, stuff floating out there for episode nine. And I think that um, for those of us that had, you know, this back to back, you know, like last Jedi solo, you know, within six months, you know, it's like we, you know, we got a full full dose of Star Wars. It's like we have a while now to think about Episode Nine, and and it's it's kind of fun. You know, the speculation as to and the rumor mill is like as far as like will we see the Emperor? You know that that was floated around. Um, you know, I don't know how much stuff of this is just clickbait. You know, as well, as far as but, there's the uh, fine line though. You know, it's like where does it cross between your expectations, right? You know, and then what really happens? You're like. Oh man, you could have made it so much better. <laughs> I, I will say that one of the quotes from Oscar Isaac um, in regards to filming um, episode nine currently uh, is that he said that there's a lot more of a looser feel and there's a lot more of an ability for them to improv uh, on on set and with the script, so that there's a little, you know, that there's a there's a little bit more of an ability to kind of keep keep things organic, which is is i think exciting it can be exciting it can be scary at the same time right um i agree but but perhaps perhaps there's there's something else i don't know cooking there so i mean we should see i don't know like uh cause to me i i felt that with last jedi a lot of things that happened with characters and it, it just wasn't star wars you know like i like the whole opening scene with his character, you know, kind of mocking, uh, 
forget his name now. Hux. Hux. You know, Hux. You know, in my mind, I'm thinking of Tarkin the whole time. It was like, what would Tarkin have done in the situation? He'd have been like, you know, I'm annoyed with you. Open fire. You know, like it, just, it wouldn't have been this whole. Right. But Tarkin was also kind of, you know, you're talking about like the, the most sharpest tool in the shed. And, yeah. you know, much of the. I, hey, w- do we really want to go down a Last Jedi debate? <laughs> True, we don't. Because <laughs> I'll be here to defend it and, and, and block your. your uh, you know claims here i'm i'm still um i've actually been enjoying solo as as kind of my uh you know evening evening you know i don't know i'll put it on in the background sometimes when i'm working and uh, i like like the flow of the, the movie in a way that um in some ways it's it's easier more approachable than the last jedi you know oh, last I, jedi I, feels like a big meal when i sit down to watch it yeah, I, I mean, I didn't like I said. I we said before, I didn't I didn't hate Solo. I, I just didn't think it was great. You know, I mean, it's definitely got its moments that are really good, and it's got some where you're like, okay, that could have been edited, and the lighting, and it's not that great either. It's very dark. I felt the movie. So one of the things that I saw in the 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 uh, the extras or the behind the scenes that made me appreciate the lighting in a different way was that the the lighting director was going with more of light that was naturally there so they were creating so the light the light was a little bit more ambient so you know for instance the whole um scene where they're they're playing sabak mm. um you know the lighting is 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 basically whatever lights they they installed so they they didn't have any extra um I guess artificial fill-ins or whatever to bring that that light up. So he tried to keep it more natural. It is dark, I agree, and I think that there's a an interesting progression too, where it goes from from being dark to the end being brightly lit and in the sun. You know, mm-hmm. um, whether that's a thematic thing or you know, or if it speaks to I don't know the I don't know I I know what you mean about the lighting, but I. I got. I don't know. I watched that that clip, and I was like, "Yeah, that's kind of cool," you know. But you know, whether or not <laughs> it really reads that way is a whole other other thing, you know. But um, speaking of solo, do you, yeah. I mean, did you want to to have any? Do you have any other comments though about Vader before we? Oh, and if you want to keep a solo, but I, yeah, I was going to say one thing about Vader. Sure. Yeah. Let's let's talk more Vader. So, like, one thing that, you know, towards the end, the very end of, of book two, um, the Emperor says to Vader, you know, he, he, let, he allows, for non-spoiler, like, he allows Vader to make a, a decision about troops respecting him. Because at mm-hmm. this point, no one really knows who Vader is in the Empire. And so the Emperor says, okay, fine, do this, but leave Tarkin alone. I need him. You know, and my immediate thought when I heard that line was another comic book. I'm not sure if you've read it or not. And it's um, it's a few years old. It's called Darth Vader and the Last Command. And it's another graphic novel, which I don't think is as, go- as good as written, as well written mm-hmm. as, uh, as these. But it's um, the premise of it is, is that Tarkin's son is also in the Imperial Navy and mm-hmm. he goes, he goes missing. And. Vader's tasks to rescue him by, or at least bring him back. Of course, that's not going to happen. Like it says <laughs> that right in the in the very first beginning. Like the Emperor's, like you know, go, you know, like 
it's all a facade. You know, it's like, you know, poor, you know, Tarkin's son is blah, blah, blah. I go bring him back. And of course, as soon as Tarkin leaves, it's like, Vader's like, wouldn't it be better if we killed him? <laughs> you know, and then, <laughs> like that way, Tarkin would just, it would just motivate him to be a better soldier. And then Emperor's like, of course it would, you know, and, so, and it goes from there, you know, and it's, and, and it's that immediately when I, when he said, Lee, I need Tarkin, that, that comic line made me think, Oh, there's a oh, good, yeah. there's a good thing for that. Cause it just, it, it, it that's how my mind works. of like, how sure. can I tie other stories? Oh, I, and I totally, I totally do that with legend stuff. I mean, whether, yeah. whether or not, you know, you accept it as canon or not. Uh, I think there's enough connective tissue there and, um, I always go back to Star Wars Rebels and one of my favorite lines from Ahsoka as they're going to Malachor. She says, there's always a little bit of truth in legends. That's true. And I, I think I think that's there. I think that's there for the fans as, as well. As, I mean, that's Filoni at his best. He's saying, look, guys, it's not all gone. That's that's still there. And so um, I, I collect some of the Dark Horse uh, comics as uh, kind of when I when I go to different comic stores i i look i look for them i don't think i have that whole line i have a couple of them i'll have to i'll have to double check to see that's um, a good one. i do i do recommend that one just Vader and the lost command and then of course i think we did talk about lords of the sith which is a canon book that came out two years ago two mm, or three i have not read that actually it's uh, not the greatest book um i do recommend reading it um it's I think it's a few years, maybe five years before a new hope. Okay. Uh, and the emperor and Vader are on a, a mission to some planet for some reason. I can't remember why it's been like, it's been that many, like three years since I read it. And it's a coup basically. Uh, some Imperial officers realize that they've got them both in the same location and they're vulnerable. Oh. So they try they they try to kill them on this oh. planet and they crash land, you know, they survive. And then the rest of the story is them trying to get, it's a remote, I mean, it's a, a wilderness planet and they're trying yeah. to get from where they crash to the base. Okay. And it's uh, an interesting, it's an interesting, uh, not survival tale, but it's also about them testing each other at the same time. And yeah. it's like, do they trust each other? Do they think one's behind it? Like, you know, like mm-hmm. it, you get a lot of that back and forth of, is this a test? You know, are you trying to replace me? It's yeah, I, I like I like that. You know, I I really enjoyed uh, reading Darth Plagueis because you get a lot of you get a lot of uh, well, you get a lot of uh, pre Phantom Menace, um, and you you really get a lot of Sheev Palpatine and how he who he is and and his backstory and uh, and there is a lot of that kind of back and forth between Siths throughout that that book. So. Um, but uh, yeah, no, that sounds interesting. I'm, I'm always, you know, kind of going back to different novels. <laughs> yeah, uh, le- you know, legends are canon. Um, I um, I had wanted to to c- talk about this book um, that I just finished. Right. Yeah. Uh, it is a, a solo based book called uh, Star Wars Scoundrels by Timothy Zahn, and um, I I know. I've mentioned to Nick how I'm a little bit kind of off and on with Zahn. Like sometimes he can kind of, he can kind of bore me a little bit. And, and it's not, it's not, um, you know, what I think I I noticed about reading this book is that Zahn doesn't give you all of the details visually. And I, I kind of, I kind of can be a visual guy where I like certain things spelled out. 
because I'm always wondering like, well, what does the suit look like? Or what is this place? You know, and I, I kind of want that. And Zahn's more of a writer where he implies something and he just lets you fill in the blank mm -hmm. um, as he goes. And so with this book, Scoundrels, um, originally, apparently he wanted to call it uh, Solos 11, which <laughs> uh, it really explains it. And I think it would sell this book I think they would have sold more if they had called it Solos 11. Uh, they were worried, I think, a little bit more about the trademark. Mm -hmm. I don't know how. I mean, it's a it's a number. Like, what, what it does it matter? Like suspects cover. What's that? The movie. It looks like the usual suspects cover. It, it does like look like the, yeah, it does look like the usual sus, it does look like the usual suspects cover. It has a, a lineup of Chewbacca, Han Solo, and Lando. Um, and, and Lando's specifically, specifically in a certain kind of uniform uh, or outfit in, in this because because they use that in the book. Um, I um, I enjoyed this book quite a bit uh, because it is basically an Ocean's Eleven with Solo running a heist. And on on the outside, you know, that might seem a little cheesy or what have you. But it's it's goes a little deeper than just that, you know. It's not. I mean, it is a heist book, um, and that kind of you know keeps you interested. But there's a lot of different characters involved, um, and getting getting their little input, and you know, going into it, you're kind of like, well, there's certain characters that seem bulletproof, like Han, Lando, Chewie. Like they're obviously not going to die, and. And how Zahn puts them in situations where you're like, oh, how are they going to get out of this? You know, you're kind of doing that question. There's another character that Zahn re-brings in that's, that's uh, from the Heir to the uh, Empire series, which is Winter. Um, it was a you know, friend of Leia's, uh, childhood friend of Leia's that, that he uses in this book. So you kind of know, okay, well, she's going to survive, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, she has some unique skills and there's some other people that are hired and the whole time you're kind of wondering, well, these people might die, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, that's, it's kind of up in the air and um, as well as the true intentions of people. And like most heist movies, the intentions of everybody's not always known and you're always kind of waiting for like the other shoe to drop or what's going to go wrong and, and how, how how things go wrong and how they get out of it and and that's really what kind of drew me along for the book you know and it it allowed me to move at a little bit more of a rapid pace and not worry about so much detail on some things and i could just kind of i don't know i got a, i got a bit more of a feel for zon or for for zon's kind of style in this this book um this writing style um i don't want to spoil spoil the book um, <laughs> I'd, I'd love to, there's, there's a couple, there's two things that happen at the end that are really enjoyable. Um, one of them's a little funny and, and, uh, let's just say that there's a nod to Indiana Jones. No. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, that, that is really cleverly done. And when it happens, you're just kind of like, Oh, Holy. Oh, <laughs> all right. Yeah. I get you. I read you loud and clear. Um, and then the, the other moment is basically like the last sentence of the book. Like, so if you, if you're one that has to, to start at the end, you will spoil a major character throughout the whole book because there's a, there's a reveal 
and you're like, whoa, okay, that's cool. So it's really, it's really enjoyable to, to unwrap that little chestnut. I don't want to say what it is because if you. Sometimes that's neat though, because you'll think something the entire book and then when you learn that nugget, you kind of want to reread it again to see it from a different uh, perspective. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, certain things definitely clicked into place though, as, as I, I learned, learned some things. So, uh, but just for the, the, you know, the listeners, I know, I know all of you are going to go out to your shelves and pick up <laughs> Star Wars Scoundrels. It was released in 2012. So it's interesting to note that this book, you know, although old, uh, still within this decade and, and just slightly pre Disney buy. So Disney bought in, I think 2012, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, that, that's, um, it's funny how like you you get confused. I do anyway. I get confused now when I'm looking at things on Amazon or, or in comic book stores. It's like, wait a minute, is this is this canon? Is this not canon? Like, should I buy this? Like, I don't, you know, because uh, when I was trying to find the third graphic novel for this Vader series, there's another Vader series uh, that came out in 2015 to 2016 that is in between. Uh, a, a, new, a new hope and empire. empire. Yeah, that's, so, that's the one that runs concurrent with right. with the with the Star Wars line. Yeah, and so that's the one I was like, oh wait, a minute. what? I was like, should I get this one? What? And so it's just a little. You're not sure. Yeah, I think moving forward, like I said, there's a, a recent Marvel free Marvel comic that was out that um, is is basically a Star Wars preview comic. So if you're you're at your local comic shop, it it might be be there, you know, or it might have already been all picked up. But uh, it it lists those, like I said, as Darth Vader, um, Lord of the Sith. So, yeah. so I don't know if moving forward, if that's how they're going to market it. They they have a whole thing that they're rolling out where it's Age of the Republic, Age of the Rebellion, Age of the Resistance, and that's kind of how they're going to designate the three different kind of periods of time. But they're calling them uh, Age of and. I think it's just how they're going to also package and release some of their new new comics that will be coming out because there's a a Darth Maul comic which uh, picks up after a five part um, Darth Maul comic that uh, had came out earlier this year. Uh, so there's there's going to be a, a new Maul story, which is exciting um, for those that are fans of Maul. Uh, and uh, there's also a Qui Gon Jinn. Um, oh. So, and both storylines are pre Phantom Menace, and those those are coming out. Um, oh, that'll be interesting because yeah. I, I think I have one called Sons of Dathomir, which is a, a Maul comic, which is a uh, it's from the Clone Wars era. I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, I know I know one of the Maul comics. The I think it's the last one that came out by Dark Horse um, before the the takeover. <laughs> the takeover and and i could be wrong i can't remember if it's 2012 or 2013 it it uh it always i always get those two but it's somewhere in there when the when the buy happened it was in the fall um but when that happened though there the last darth maul comic line i think there was just a, a small run of those and so it tends to be a hotter commodity i think of the of the comics so um anyway um, <laughs> Darth, uh, we, we've talked about Solo, um, some Star Wars news. I, I feel like we could talk 
more Star Wars, but, but we're going to put a pin in it for tonight, I think. Yeah. Did you get your fill? I, I did. I think uh, we, we covered what we wanted to. With the, I'm, I just, just to recap on if you're out there and you want to learn more about Darth Vader, pick up uh, these graphic novel series. Like I said, right now would be the perfect time to get them. Uh, there's going to only be four. There's three of them are out to purchase right now. Then the fourth one will be out in January. So you've got the time to read them. Uh, and they're really a good series. And they give you some insight on the first year or maybe year and a half of, of Vader's existence. So uh, I like it. It shows, it shows you a lot of what's going on in his head and the challenges he faced. So uh, I, I was pleasantly surprised with the two that I've read. So I, I, I thought it was a good, it's a good series. Yeah. And um, you know, one of the things that we always kind of promote through J and Jack is amazon.com slash J and Jack.com. You can go there and um, pick out some star Wars stuff, right? Yeah. Three series. They're, they're 12, I think dollars a piece. So it's actually not that expensive, <laughs> you know, and they're, you could probably knock it out in an hour, you know, each one of them. Um, so it's a quick read, but a good one. Um, some other things uh, that uh, help the show out, of course, um, becoming a patron. Um, and uh, you can always go to jandjack.com, uh, click on the patron link there. Uh, give us a review. Uh, and you can always send us an email. I know uh, we, we are a little sporadic with our shows. Yeah. Because <laughs> we have this other gig going on. Uh, but you know, feel free to email us. We will read those on the show. Uh, it is at the the forces well done at gmail.com. So, and uh, check out the other shows on the J and Jack uh, feed. So there's the whole enchilada feed that you can check out all of the shows. Uh, at this time, we'd like to thank some patrons that make it possible. There's uh, Tech from Tokyo, uh, Ed the Letter Carrier. Uh, Molly the Millennial. I'm missing someone. Eckhart. Eckhart Richter. That's right. Uh, and Joanne with the plan. Uh, thanks for making this show possible. We appreciate your contributions. And everyone else that contributes at, uh, you know, even the dollar level and the $5 level, we appreciate all of that. Um, makes this show possible. Um, even, <laughs> even when we don't barbecue all the time. Hopefully next time we can come back with Chris. I'm sure he's been playing some video games that uh, he could fill us in about. Uh, and uh, he, he always likes to talk Star Wars when we can. So um, I, I don't know. What, what do we say at the end of the show? <laughs> I think great shot, kid. That was one in a million. Okay. Don't you, don't, don't you get crazy. <laughs> Welcome to Owen and Blue Brews podcast. Um, oh, barbecue! Fuck, I Bar fucked it up. We'll just start <laughs> so, Colleen will cut that part out. I'm sure she can sizzle over that. I thought back of like Owen and Brews podcast. When did this yeah, happen? Well, I have it written down here, and so I'm just reading, just reading. Okay, and three, two, one.